Hello, and welcome to the Professor Podcast with Ruth and Claire. Each episode, we talk about a particular topic in the life of a professor. We are tenure-track faculty members in the sciences, working at a primarily undergraduate university in California. The purpose of our podcast is reflection, so we bring something we think is working and something we're working on to discuss. Welcome to the Professor Podcast with Ruth and Claire. I'm Ruth. And I'm Claire. And today we're talking about one thing at a time. But first, Ruth, how was your week? Um, like a total hellscape oh, no. <laughs> yesterday because oh, the cat got the skunked. Cat. Oh, no. And, oh, my God. Am I not emotionally capable? I thought I had smelled skunk. Uh-huh. But like I was never at the epicenter before and it was so like Oh my gosh. And it happened outside my bedroom window. So like it woke me up. It was the such a violent smell. And wow. then the cat oh yeah, poor Goji the cat basically is like she's just like, Why is everyone mad at me? But <laughs> I'm just like, Oh god, this cat and so yeah, so we like someone said tomato juice. Uh-huh. So we got the cat and soaked it and like the cat and you know cats do not like no, they don't this like cat has never so. been watched no and so <laughs> poor cat luckily she's just more tragic and miserable rather than like violent but uh-huh. then it totally didn't work either because we didn't leave it on long enough so she looked like you might not know <laughs> this movie but you know have you heard of the movie pet cemetery where oh, like, i've heard of it she looked like she was in Pet Cemetery, basically. Oh. She was like totally matted down with these huge patches of red goop on her that oh, looked no. like open wounds. And I was just like, oh my God, this cat. And so then someone told us this other recipe with hydrogen peroxide and washing, like baking soda and washing dish okay. detergent. So then poor cat back in the back, <laughs> like definitely removed all of the tomato this time. And That's good. Like probably 60% of the smell, but... Mm. And then like everything that she sat on, I washed that, but then we just had to throw it out in the end. Oh my goodness. And like, oh my God, like skunks need to calm down. <laughs> like they could just do 10% of that and any predator would run away. They did yeah. not need to do the full, just, yeah, like portal to hell is what it smells like. And so like, we don't have skunks in Ireland. So people mm-hmm. I was texting were like, but what does it smell like? And I'm just like... I can't even, it's like rotten garlic in oil. <laughs> like, it's so, it's so bad. Oh, my I mean, gosh. Like, you kind of have to bow your hat to evolution, and that's what squirrels came, or skunks came up with. But, uh-huh. oh, my God. So, have you had a skunking happen? No, I mean, yeah, I've smelled it, but not not anywhere close to the epicenter. That, oh, my God. Yeah. It was just horrific. And then I kept like acclimatizing to it and then uh-huh. going out to the trash can and coming oh. back and being like, oh, no, it's still like <laughs> it's so much worse than I thought. And like, I think I was trying like, I have bowls of vinegar all around the uh-huh. house. I, I don't even know what works. Like if someone told me to sacrifice a chicken at this point, I would be like, OK, that's what we got. to <laughs> All do, right, we'll try it. I, yeah, I just want there to not be this smell. So what and about then, the cat? Is the cat showing any signs of smelling this horrible smell? She seems ridiculously unperturbed about it and is more just wondering why she's not getting to sit on anybody's lap. (laughs) And so that's, yeah. And probably why we keep dunking her in the bath (laughs) and traumatizing her. So, yeah. Oh, Oh, man. man. Skunks are really smelly. And then we went to the store and I was like, like, are we vectors now? Oh, right. The smell, like, do we have the smell? So anyway, 
Did you ask anyone like, hey, do we smell like scum? Yeah, I was like, I just, because I met someone, I was like, I apologize if we're pretty stinky. But um, but anyway, they said, they said no. And what are they going to say? Luckily, social distancing is still a oh, thing. Oh, good so, point. That's helpful yes. with the skunk problem. <laughs> oh my God, it's so bad. But it's like, yeah, it's not, because like, I think, I think some of the comedy was trying to explain to people in Ireland because they were like, well, just put the cat outside. The air will get rid of it. And I'm like, you don't understand. Like, this, this is, is a substance not- like no other. Like It's <laughs> permanently attached to our home and our lives. So yeah, we're well beyond the airing out solution. <laughs> I know. And I so I just threw out some of the blankets and then the wow. washing machine smelled. So then oh, I had to no. like run that through. Like just, oh, my God, skunks. This is reminding me of a cat in the hat story about like some bathtub ring that was like purple or something. And then you tried to clean it off the bathtub, but then it got everywhere and eventually it was on all the snow outside. And anyway, that seems exactly like what had happened. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, oh my God. Oh man. Yeah. Well, luckily, I mean, I think, I think it can actually, like if it got in the pet's eyes and stuff, it can really cause problems. So mm. I guess it's great that Goji was unperturbed by how smelly yeah. she was. But yeah. Gosh, well. A, no, thank you. I hope it <laughs> smooths out and that the skunk oh. is no longer near your house so you don't run any risks of future I'm skunkings. I'm pretending to myself that because it smells so strongly of skunk, skunks won't come here. Mm. But I, I really don't know if that's based on anything, but except wishful thinking, but I'm going <laughs> with them, like, that's what we're doing. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, yes. How about you? Sorry. Yes, that was my rant about skunks. <laughs> skunk. Um, I've been working on this data set that's Ooh. from samples that um, we got two years ago. We did a research cruise two years ago with some collaborators, got the samples. My student analyzed half of them a year ago, well, over a year ago now. And then we hit this delay, you know, with pandemic. Anyway, I finished analyzing them earlier this summer and I've been working on putting all the data together and getting it, you know, quality controlled and finalized. And I'm almost, almost done. And so I'm just really excited to have that big task almost checkmarked and just looking forward to sending him the data and moving on to interpretation rather than just analysis, you know? Very cool. That's yeah. awesome. So big landmark, I feel like. Yeah, this is, I mean, I feel like we're maybe, I don't know, I'm thinking along the lines of the tenure thing as well. We're just mm-hmm. closing chapters. Close wrapping chapters. stuff up. I love mm-hmm. it. Yes, totally. Yes, yes. So tell me, do you have a quote for us for this week? I do. And so it relates to our topic of one thing at a time. It's by Stephen Covey. And he says, Well, many people have said the same thing in similar ways, but I think he said it the best, which is, the main thing is keeping the main thing the main thing. So. So much. Figuring out what it is and then keeping it the main thing. I'm kind of having this hope that this episode is going to be one of those ones where I like mine a lot of information from you. (laughs) Okay, perfect. Yeah, this is definitely we've had a few of those so i think this will that's how this is gonna go so tell me will you start us off (laughs) i'll start us off sure so yeah this summer i've been thinking about doing one thing at a time intentionally um more and it's been working really well i really like it so um just some examples like well the data set i've been working on um you know emails come in but my main thing is this data set and so i've been trying to be very intentional about saying I'm doing one thing at a time. So like right now I'm working on this data set. This is the thing I'm doing. You know, maybe there will be some time later today where I do check my email and send some things, but I'm focusing on one thing at a time. And I'm very clear that the data set is 
the main thing, the priority that I'm going to be focusing on for a while. Um, so that helps me be intentional in the decision. I even find it really helpful with like, I was bringing in the groceries the other day and, you know, unpacking them. And then I said, oh, you know, these things we're having for dinner. Maybe I should get out the other things we're having for dinner. And then I was like, wait, hold on. Just put away the groceries first, one thing at a time. And I, I you know, there's nothing wrong with doing several things at once. And sometimes that can be fun and exciting. But just for like my mind and being calm and not getting overwhelmed with 20 things at once, I've been really appreciating remembering to just do one thing at a time. Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. So one question I have is timing, like mm -hmm. length of two periods. Because obviously I always do one thing at a time. It's just that that <laughs> is like a period of one second That's and then I switch point. to That's one thing. Point. So is there like a chunk of time? I mean, obviously... With the groceries, that's like task length. Right, right. right. But like you're not going to finish all the data set in one go. Right, so is right. there like, do you have chunks of time that you yeah, good block point. off? Um, or Yeah, I mean, lots of people do lots of things. What I've been doing and that I've been enjoying recently is saying like half an hour and being like, yeah. I'm definitely not allowing any interruptions for the next half an hour. So if I think about going and getting a snack or checking my email or whatever, I can do that. But after whatever time that is. Um, and usually what I find is that it's like, I, if I do that half an hour, I get over whatever activation energy there was in starting. And um, then I'm really cruising. And yeah. then I can take a break, but get it back into it a little bit easier. And I've made it clear to myself that that is the one thing that I'm working on. And I just feel more excited about doing it. So I don't know, the half an hour feels to me like the nice balance between definitely doable and I'm actually going to get cruising in that amount of time, you know? When you're describing it, like, it's so evocative. Like, it's so, that's what happens to me. It's like the first 10 minutes right. is the issue. Mm -hmm. And it feels it like it would be the other way around. Like, you're kind of doing something for too long, you start getting distracted. But right. it's, for me, it's like that ramp up time it is. is the pipe, like the leaky pipeline of me getting yeah. distracted by things and doing other things it's, so exactly it's the time to get a snack and check your email and then get distracted mm -hmm. by this thing and so if if i don't want to do that yeah i i like the half an hour thing so yeah i don't know just remembering this one thing at a time idea i find it really good for my brain and for not getting overwhelmed by trying to do all the things at once and also feeling like i made progress on something you know because if you're trying to do this thing but you keep doing these other things instead well you made progress on those other things but it doesn't feel like you made progress because those weren't what you were trying to do. And, um, and, and did you really make progress? And did you really? I yeah. mean, were they, they weren't really things that you wanted to do necessarily. Yeah. So, yeah, I think one thing at a time is also really good for making sure that I'm being intentional and not getting sidetracked or interrupted and doing the thing that I want to do. Um, and, I, yeah, it just like how else am I going to get big projects done if I don't decide that they're the thing that I'm doing, you know? So I don't know. That's what I've been just enjoying from things from groceries to data sets, just remembering that I don't have to do 20 things at once. And in fact, I should pick the thing I want to do and just embrace the fact that that is what I'm doing. And it could be working on that big 2000 piece puzzle that I'm still working on because it's got 2000 pieces, you know, as long as I don't feel like I should also be doing something else and I've decided to do that thing. So I, I don't know. The phrase one thing at a time has been really speaking to me and helping me recently. I love it. I, I am the queen too of like the lazy man's load like where like well, I'll go and get groceries and like try and carry everything oh, and yeah. just but <laughs> then too. it's even more like I'm like oh there's the kids shoes I should grab those on the way <laughs> and like 
you know. And then you have to open the door with like your pinky finger because that's I the know. only thing left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think I really like this. I think, um, yeah, I'm not sure I have a working well because I think I like need <laughs> okay. to do it. But like I do, I think the thing that's working for me is the belief and memory that this is the best way ah, for yes, me to yes, do yes. things. And like, so it's not like I need to be convinced that uh-huh. it isn't effective for me mm-hmm. to do. And I wonder, is there something about the summer to be a really good time to practice this? Oh, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, because yeah. you're like a little more in control of your time and you don't yes. have the... Yeah, I mean, I feel like one of the biggest things for me with this, this is probably more working on, but maybe mm-hmm. if it works, it will work, and is <laughs> like trust and trusting yourself that you're making a good decision about what is the thing you need to focus yes, on. And like that is important. You, you mentioned this before and it sort of stuck with me, but something like, you know, Claire last night knew exactly what we needed to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just have faith that what mm-hmm. she decided I should do is more important than whatever random email is coming in. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And it is hard to remember that. But I think the more we do it, the more it becomes clear that that's true, you know? Right. And it's so weird when we just have all of us have this competing urgency. Like everything is urgent to you. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've gotten a few emails lately that are like urgent and I'm like, oh, no. And like, I totally it's just such a hook for me mm-hmm. where I'm like, this is urgent. It has to be dealt with right away. And then it's absolutely not urgent to me. At and all. what is right away? Like tomorrow? Right. That might be right away. Um, but it wouldn't interrupt whatever you were doing right now. Yeah, I don't know. So. Yeah. yeah. It's just I don't know, because we all like are in this sort of ridiculous work swamp of things. Mm-hmm. And we're all trying to make our thing stand out to someone as <sighs> you know what I mean? And it's just. What, what if everyone just had the right fit of the amount of things they needed to do and you could trust that they would get to your stuff or whatever? Anyway, I'm hmm. getting a bit utopian. But um, yeah, I think... I mean, yeah, everybody has to choose what to do with the 24 hours in the day. Um, it's like that thing, Ralph's just reminded me of that thing where you've got the um, urgent on one axis and important on the other axis and you should be doing... The important things are the only things you should be doing, whether or not they're urgent or not, but then hopefully oh. you do the urgent ones first. But the unimportant, urgent things, those often get in the way of wow, that's really... our important things. And I mean, I wonder how much if you could just take a breath and sort things by that kind of thing. Right. Instead of just... I, I, it's just this reactiveness. And I yes. think... I think I always have it, but something about this year mm-hmm. has it far more baked in. And oh, like, I totally agree. I totally. And it is. I think you're completely right. It's all about getting out of that reaction state and more into what do I, what's actually the important thing to do. Right. And I think maybe, maybe we can uh, get like a solid practice of that before. Yes. You know, the extra sort of things waving for your attention come along and like I've had this at times and you know and Mm -hmm. I was thinking when you said the 30 minutes I was thinking of I think we talked about this on here before but I had success before with the Pomodoro Pomodoros I love those yeah and so um so the Pomodoros is 30 minutes on five minute break 30 minutes on five mm -hmm. or maybe it's 25 minutes in the five minute break and you do four Pomodoros and then you take a longer break yeah right I like those yeah and so like I think that's like the first, okay, this is totally not the same thing, but um, 
I used to smoke years ago uh-huh. and I had smoked for a long period of time. And I read this amazing book that helped me give up smoking oh. with like no issues whatsoever. What I was just, it? It was called, like it's Alan Carr's How to Give Up Smoking. And it's super cheesy and you're reading it being like, this is never going to help. <laughs> but it's sort of like, hypno- I don't know what it does, but literally he like insists in the book that you have to keep smoking until the end. And you're like, I don't want to, Alan. And he's like, you have to. And you're like, okay, I'll do Interesting. it. And, but then I just stopped and I've never like ever even wow. missed it. Like, it's just like, yeah, no. That's cool. Yeah. So it's super cool. And whatever method he uses is really, really, what was my point with this? Oh, like part of his thing is like, just remember that there was a time when you did not smoke. Mm. And for some reason, that was so evocative for me because you sort of become like, there's just this biological reality that you have to. And then it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, but that wasn't always. Mm -hmm. So for me, sometimes even accessing that mentally, like, I there was a time when I did one thing at a time and uh-huh. it was really, really helpful mm-hmm. to me. So sorry, totally. that side sidestep into smoking was no, not cool. totally necessary, but it was what was coming up for me. But um yeah. So that's, I think that's cool. I yeah. see what you mean. Yeah, having that memory that it was it is possible and it was helpful. Right. Then you can be convinced it's worth going for. You can almost get into that, yeah. Okay, yeah. sorry. So tell me, what are you working on? Well, yeah, so so th- this is kind of what you were saying and um is that I've, I've been thinking a lot about one thing at a time and found it really helpful this summer. And so I'm wondering how to employ it yeah. to greater effect in the semester where we have more interruptions and more, you know, specific things at specific times on the calendar that um, make it harder to do one thing at a time. And so one thing that occurred to me is one, I feel like I kind of set myself up for more interruptions than I need to in the semester. And one thing that I was thinking of was um, posting homework assignments and um, laboratory handouts and stuff like that. And I normally just kind of do that on a weekly basis, like make sure they're up before the students need them. But it occurred to me, I could just have a whole task of put up all the homework assignments for the semester and just do that at one Mm -hmm. time. And then I'd never be interrupted by that ever again through the whole semester. Um, and that would allow me to be a little bit more focused on some other one thing during that time. So I, I'm, I'm planning to upload all the homework assignments and all the lab handouts as like one project rather than um, have them come up in crisis mode every week, you know? <laughs> That's, you know, I am um, one semester. I can't even remember when it was. I went in a couple of days before the semester started and mm-hmm. I did all of my photocopying of all of my quizzes, wow. all of my handouts, all of the lab stuff. It was amazing. And I've never done it since, but it was so great. And literally, I would be like, week eight, here is my stack of papers. Off I go. That's so awesome. It was really, really helpful. So I feel like it hadn't even occurred to me that that was something you could do until just now. Totally. But it sounds like it worked amazingly for you. It was really, really great. And like, I think some of that is like, hmm. You know, when we start teaching Mm -hmm. or whenever you do a new course, it is naturally just you have to do it as you go sure. along but mm-hmm. then you sort of like get locked into believing that's the way it has to be I think that's exactly and what happened to me I was like oh yeah. this is how it works you just prepare for the next week the week before but no you could you don't have to that's so exciting <laughs> okay it's, however it was some time ago and I haven't done it since but yeah. <laughs> like but then last semester I did have with my canvas course I was uh-huh. able to just copy the course mm-hmm. and I had a lot of stuff 
like structurally set up and mm-hmm. I noticed that was really helpful nice in terms of not putting out as many oh my god oh my god it's this yeah. date you know because yeah. when you so get that the was... email that's like hey where's the homework you're like oh, oh shoot I need to do that right now that does suddenly feel urgent and important and it mm-hmm. interrupts whatever um printing I hadn't thought of that I love that so you just print the quizzes and stuff in advance because you already know what they're going to be that's really yeah cool. And then that semester, I think, like, and it depends, because other semesters, like, I do different quizzes or whatever, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, that semester, I was like, I am good to go, and mm-hmm. I had everything just printed and ready. And I also just helpful. love, yeah, so it becomes one task, print the quizzes, and you just are done for the whole semester, and I don't know, I, I mean, I, <laughs> my most common dream of things not working in the classroom when I'm sleeping, you know, like a oh, real God, dream, yeah. is that I have not printed the syllabus and I need to go print it but class has already started so you know something like that but if you you know so anyway um I just love the idea of just having it all done in advance and well, I as think, one task right and like part of the issue okay so I, we're kind of getting to the minutiae of like all those materials for class mm-hmm. somehow I don't like factor that in mm-hmm. as like a thing that has to happen every week like mm-hmm. put the homework up sounds like a two second right. thing but it's totally not and it's a thing yeah that has you know what I mean and it's sort of like some of those tasks that are like I don't know I just don't like think of them or factor them right. in or like weight mm-hmm. them enough or something so yeah and even if it is a two second task, it's still an interruption. It's 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 not helping you do one thing at a time if you have right. to do this little task at some point, you know? Right. Totally. So, yeah. Anyway, I'm excited about that. And it's really cool to hear that you've you've done that and I will try it out. Yeah, well. um, and I will return to it and I will do, right. I will do it again. Yeah. yeah. So what are you working on? I think for me, I like sort of life circumstances are interfering at the mm-hmm, moment because mm-hmm. um Goji the cat is getting skunked and no but like also the kids are still home yeah it's definitely infinitely helpful that they're finished school now Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that you know is not as much of a thing and so I think we last week we just didn't we just were hanging around in their Mm -hmm. pajamas and like I think next week I'm going to try and have like a bit more structure and then I will build in times now I'm just I'm freeballing and saying all this out loud because I'm like, oh, this is what's happening because I'm uh-huh. inspired. But like just have a period of time, even if it's only 30 minutes uh-huh. of like, this is when I'm going to do these things. Because the other thing that I am working on or works against me is my phone. It is just this instrument of totally. distraction. And it's just, oh, the amount of times I check emails in the most stupid places, <laughs> you know, like it's just not I know what you mean. helpful or necessary. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you do have those 30 minutes, I mean, unless your 30 minutes have been decided there's going to be checking email, that seems like the perfect time to be like, and I'm not going to check email in those 30 minutes. I'm going to do this other thing. Oh, totally. You know, whatever the yeah. thing might be. Um but I yeah. think my brain got really, I mean, it's always a bit like this, but it just got so programmed into constant crisis over the mm-hmm. last year that it's just like, oh, I have four tabs open. And uh, like the other day I opened my browser and just automatically went into the Canvas course. <laughs> and it's like, okay, wait, we're done with that. Like, I don't need to do that right <laughs> that now. That was but weeks ago. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. And I think it is, uh, yeah, I think a lot of us are programmed into crisis mode. And I think one thing at a time really helps get out of that. But right. it, it, we're not in practice of one thing at a time. We're in practice in crisis mode. So yeah. Right. But I think I think this sort of call to one thing at a time 
like has is always important, but right now it feels like like not just about work. Like it mm-hmm. just feels like yes. for everything. Cause I, you know, I also have my news browser open all the time mm-hmm. just in case there's some new terrible breaking news I need to pay attention to. And so right. Right. it's just this hyper vigilance about everything is yeah. so unproductive. And I feel like, like one thing, I don't know. It, I, I've just been thinking about it a lot lately. And even if it's just, I'm doing the dishes and I'm like, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm not thinking about anything else. Or, you know, I could think about something else, but I'm not like thinking I should be doing something else because I've already decided I'm doing the dishes. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah, totally. And like sometimes even things that are recreational can become. Do you know what I mean? Because sometimes I'm like, oh, but I listen. I listen to the news when I'm doing the dishes like that's mm-hmm. which was like a nice thing to do and sort of tune out. But now it's become this like you have to do this thing. Right. Or I don't. It's just sort of so many things layered upon other things. Mm-hmm. And Yeah. Totally. I completely agree. Yeah. So I think what I want to do is sort of have some uh, compassion for the year that we've been through and that Mm -hmm. some of like the habits of this year, like we're not productive, but sort of necessary by whatever Mm -hmm. madness was going on. And I'm thinking, I don't know why I'm thinking of, remember that day where the sun didn't come up because of the fires? And like just teaching and then constantly refreshing the air quality thing to be like, please let it start going away like the fire smoke. And like that is like the epitome of doing too many things at the same time. Mm-hmm. But I think the mm-hmm. students were also doing the same thing. Totally. So totally. Yes. Yeah. I mean, exactly. All the habits that have come up from this chaos mode came up for reasons, you know, so right. that's but, fine. But right now they're not serving me. So I don't no. want them. And they're not sustainable. Like mm-hmm. that whole adrenaline spike, you know, no tigers are running around with that adrenaline spike all the time. Right. Like it's right. not designed to be a long-term thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, totally. yeah. All right. One thing at all a right. time. We'll keep practicing it. it. Okay. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Thanks, Ruth. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us on the Professor Podcast with Ruth and Claire. We're delighted to have you as a listener and we would love to hear from you. And if you want to email us, our address is contactprofessorpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any of your suggestions for future shows or professor quotes that you might want to share with us, or even just things that have come up for you when you were listening to previous episodes. And if you've been enjoying the podcast, we would love if you would spread the word. So the best way to spread word is by telling people you know, if you think they should listen to it, or you can leave us a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time.